Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project... There's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Welcome to another episode of the Beauty Podcast with me, Emma G. Joining me this week, I have the pleasure of having the lovely Debbie Thomas on the show. Now, she's dubbed the London Laser Beauty Queen, um, mainly because she uses lasers in her clinic and she performs some of the most impressive facials. Um, I've spoken to people who've had treatments with her who are evangelical about the results and I really wanted to speak to her to find out about lasers because let's be honest they sound a bit scary (laughs) and my goal was really just to find out how you can use them to treat skin concerns as somebody who developed really angry acne as a teenager I wish I so so wish that I had had a resource like Debbie um, to turn to I didn't it was pre-internet pretty much yeah I mean pretty much got that's a horrifying thought but I um, had the library and I had magazines and I would pour over them to find anything even the slightest hint that something could work I'd then rip it out and demand to either make something in the kitchen or go to the shops to go and buy whatever skincare solution it was but actually Debbie's advice is brilliant and it is informed and it's very sound and it's very reassuring and as a teenager who had acne, I wish I had had somebody who could have reassured me and, and told me the reality of how to deal with it, how long it takes, all of those things. So I might not have had her in my teens, but as I'm in my late 30s and I'm moving towards wanting to think about rejuvenating treatments, I am thrilled that Debbie is a resource that I can turn to um, and uh, get get information from. So if you, we all have skin, we will probably want it to look, or we will probably all have concerns, we may want it to look a different way, we may want it to feel a different way, um, and so for that reason, this chat with Debbie is absolutely fascinating, I was absolutely riveted. But likewise, as you know, if you've listened to this podcast, I really enjoy finding out how people take a passion, and understanding that she could make a difference to people's skin was a true passion. As soon as she realised she could make a difference, that was it, she was off. And I'm fascinated by people who can take their passion and turn it into not just a business, but let's face it, Debbie Thomas is one of the biggest names in skincare and beauty right now. How on earth do you do that? You know, Britney Spears used to run around her house singing songs and she became the biggest pop star in the world. That's a very interesting transformation. And I kind of 
apply the same theory to anyone in the beauty industry who had a passion for whatever it might be and is now a leading light and an expert in their field. So we, we pick into that a little bit. So we talk about skincare and hopefully there's some advice in there that you'll find really reassuring and helpful. But we also get to know Debbie and she's a really brilliant, calming character. And as I said to her at the end of the interview, I would love her to record some, uh, a, a, a like go to sleep Emma track for my phone to play over just that says, you know, calm down, close your eyes, <laughs> rest now, because she also has a very calming voice. But anyway, all of the links to anything that we mention will be in the show notes. The links to Debbie on social media platforms and also to her website will also be in the show notes available on emmagunawarner.com. So without any further ado, thank you for tuning in and please enjoy the beauty podcast with me, Emma G, featuring Debbie Thomas. the London Laser Queen onto the podcast this week, which I am super excited about. Um, welcome, Debbie. Hi. Glad, <laughs> glad to be um, podcasting with you. Thank you. Well, <laughs> my, my first time, so... Oh, is it your first podcast? Yeah. I feel doubly privileged now, okay. because as well as having you on the show, I'm also in one of your treatment rooms, and I've also just been asking your lovely reception staff what the um, lovely fragrances that's permeating the entire building because it is incredible. Yeah, well, we've got quite a few of these. Um, you can see one behind you there. They actually vaporise um, essential oils, but also put moisture back into the air. Because a lot of the time when you're working in quite a dry office environment, you can get a bit dry skinned yeah. and your throat can get dry and all the rest of it. So this kind of just basically, it's like a humidifier, but with some nice smelly stuff in as well. Honestly, I really just wanted to take my shoes and socks off and lie down in reception and I like, felt very relaxed. I don't know if that's <laughs> the aim. I don't know if that's the well, aim with the fragrance selection. I don't know if it was the aim necessarily with the fragrance, but the, the aim of us as a clinic is <laughs> to kind of make that clinic experience a little bit of a nicer mm-hmm. thing because sometimes when you do go into clinics, they, they can be a bit cold and a bit sterile. Yes. And not so you know sort of welcoming and there's no reason for them not to be so we've just tried to where we can put some nice soft edges on things and obviously nice smells nice music um you know nice teas coffees water all that kind of stuff I always made a cracking coffee and I feel bad because it was my second day don't judge (laughs) I, 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 I generally am on one a day but every now and then you do need a second <laughs> it's true, it's true. That's all good. Now, we will talk about the clinic because I'm so excited to learn about what mm-hmm. goes on here because you do some pretty magical stuff in these walls. But um, I want to really just, and I'm sure the guests will be interested to know, you're known as the London Laser Squeak. Screen? Screen. I sometimes screen, but not very often. <laughs> the London Laser Queen. And um, you are known for making people's skin look its best. Yeah, I mean, with I've been doing skincare for 16 years, but I've been working with lasers for about 12. Mm-hmm. And pre my laser um, experience, 
I've trained holistically, I've trained beauty, I've been out to LA and trained with some of the top people out there and when I first went into working in a clinic environment um, it, it's all very standardised so you kind of go in and go I've got acne and it's kind of a one glove fits all type mm-hmm. approach you know they've got a setting that they use on a specific laser and they kind of do that so once I'd spent a few years working with lasers I kind of really got that that kind of hankering for how I used to work when I was working working and combining lots of different things from the holistic side with the beauty side and I sort of couldn't really see any reason why I couldn't do that within the aesthetic environment as well it's just that people tend not to think outside the box sometimes so I I started experimenting with how I could use all of my different skill sets and all of my experience across the board to just basically make really bespoke treatments for for people's skin and all of it focusing firstly and foremostly on health Mm -hmm. because if your skin is healthy it looks better no matter what and then actually treating individual concerns and stuff so if you imagine someone's got acne that isn't who they are they may have acne but their skin might be sensitive or it might actually be dry or it could be really oily or you know there's there's all different manners of things so I could actually improve their skin first then when I start treating the acne it responds much better so I love using lasers to do that because I've got lots of control over them I can do lots of different things with them so yeah I think because I work with lasers very differently to everyone else that's probably why that's where my reputation has come from that I kind of do lots of little things in one session rather than just one big thing. Which So with another treatment, it might be the case that you go in for a laser treatment, but this would be a facial treatment incorporating laser at some point. If yeah, I, I guess I kind of call them advanced skin treatments because I think a lot of the time when, when someone hears facial, they automatically think there's going to be a mask and a bit of rubbing of creams and there's a bit of this and there's a bit of that. There is a bit of that in my treatments, but that's the kind of the minority of the treatment rather than the majority mm-hmm. of it, tongue-tied. Um, we do things like light peels, we do we use um, lots of different forms of microdermabrasion, so the one I use a lot is hydrofacial, mm-hmm. which everyone loves because it's literally like having your face like a carpet shampooer. <laughs> so... It sloughs off the dead skin like normal microdermabrasion because, mm-hmm. you know, you want that exfoliation, but it actually pushes um, serums into the opening of the pores, dislodging the dirt and the grime and everything like that. So it's like this vacuum cleaner. Exactly. <laughs> so it's pushing the cleaning stuff in, but then it sucks it all back away, mm. including the grime, the dead skin, and the kind of now dirty serums and stuff. But then the serums are also infused with antioxidants and hydration mm. and that. So... It's a really nice prep before mm. you start doing things like lasers or radiofrequency or ultrasounds or whatever else you're going to do. You've mm. kind of got this amazing hydrated, cleansed skin ready to accept everything else you're going to throw at it, basically. Because I think um, a lot of people would think of a laser treatment and think that you're dealing with um, a, a specific skincare con- uh, skin condition. So whether it be, right, I'm, all of my anti-aging creams aren't working, I need laser. But it isn't the case, is it? No, I mean, 
every, everyone needs something a little bit different. And if your products at home are not working, it's probably because you're not using quite the right products. Mm -hmm. You should always get some kind of maintenance benefit from your products. So if you're starting to notice after a year or so the products aren't doing quite what they were doing, it's probably just because you need to go up a level in terms of activity. What I do in the clinic is give you that boost. You know, we all need a boost every now and then. Your skin needs a boost every now and then. So what I do is I kind of boost the skin and get it up to optimum condition, which mm -hmm. you then maintain mainly at home. So you're just kind of using... Um, yeah, a combination of lasers, peels, home care. It's a bit of everything. I mean, I talk to people about diet, you know, your lifestyle. Now, people don't realise how much stress has a massive impact on your skin. You know, smoking, we all know that sort of smoking's not good for you. We all know the sun's not good for you. Pollution is horrific for mm. our skin. And a lot of people, you know, we live in London, so you can't get away from it, so how do we manage that? And isn't it interesting how that's become a word that's now used on packaging in the last sort of 18 months? Yeah, I mean, I remember going to a talk about it about two years ago, two and a half years ago, um, some really interesting, um, you know, sort of stats were coming out, and it was, it was actually a bit of an eye-opener, because we all kind of know pollution's not great for us, mm -hmm. but when they were actually showing us how much of an impact it has directly on the skin and stuff like that it was like wow so everyone's cleansing regimes have definitely gone up a level <laughs> well thank goodness for double cleansing I think everybody yeah. I think that sort of has reached critical mass hasn't it yeah double oh. cleansing things like clarisonics and stuff like that as well really help to dislodge the dirt um and but also protecting your skin so mm. making sure you are using a great antioxidant making sure you're using um, things that are going to help your skin to renew and refresh. So, you know, your growth factors, your peptides, your retinols, you know, really going mm. to the tried and tested ingredients to just to maintain and combat mm. the attack that your skin gets on a daily basis. So you mentioned retinol peptides and growth factors. And actually, I would like to quiz you about those because I think to the, let's say, somebody who perhaps shops for their skincare in boots on a lunch hour, mm -hmm. when they hear um, those words, they might think that they're A, expensive, and B, potentially a little bit scary, and they wouldn't necessarily know how to use them at home. So would you have any advice of how to incorporate those into your skincare regime? I mean, the first thing that you need to do is a little bit of research and work out which one you need for a start, because they do all do slightly different things. You know, retinol is the most proven anti-aging ingredient that, that we have. I mean, it's got, I think it's, you know, tens of mm. years of, of, of research behind it and proven, mm. um, proven to work. So it's definitely a good one to go for if you want something that you know you're going to get the results. But I'm not a fan of really strong retinols, which I know a lot of doctors like to prescribe it, the dermatologists... You know, you look at you look at some of the more active brands there. They they want you to basically have a red, dry, flaky, sore face for six weeks because at the end of it, your skin does eventually get mm. used to it and it will come out the other end. But I just don't think you You've need. <laughs> I just don't think you need to go through that. I just mm. think you can use a more gentle one. Mm. It will take a little bit longer to get the results, but you will get them. Yeah. And you also need to kind of buffer the any negatives that you get, the dryness or the redness or whatever, with with good balancing products around it. Mm -hmm. So use your antioxidant during the day, use a, a nice, you know, SPF that's 
oil free and there's lots of different things but it's very difficult to kind of give very broad product advice Mm. because everyone is so different but there's so much information out there at the moment I think look at what your concern is with your skin is it discoloration is it lines is it loss of tone is it sensitivity oiliness open pores and just sort of try and find out what the best ingredients could be for those those things so a lot of the time with acne open pores things like that salicylic or mandelic acid you know get that into your routine daily it does really help so you now have an ingredient get the get the the product that you can afford Mm. the best product that you can afford with that ingredient in Mm. so rather than just going blindly into a shop and going well that's got acne written on it i'm going to use that read the ingredient and see if it's actually got anything in that's worth worth using on your skin otherwise you're you're buying products that maybe aren't going to do a huge amount so it is all about research i encourage people to try and speak to a professional Mm -hmm. like go for a skin consultation once a year even if you're not going to have professional treatments done it's great to quiz someone and you might have to pay for it It might be 50 pounds or 100 pounds but that means that for the rest of the year you're going to be buying stuff that your skin actually is going to respond well to yeah you're more informed you can make better buying decisions yeah even if you don't buy the products that that person is selling Mm. ask them why they're recommending it and that you know get a bit of it use them you know (laughs) that's what they're there for (laughs) I I know that as a teenager I had terrible terrible acne and nothing would work and I did all sorts I did um I used to get parsley rip it up put it into a kitchen bowl boiling water on top used to do a Mm -hmm. steam but then in the end I just used to pile on loads of I won't name the brand just in case they're litigious but it would make my skin really pale as well because it was full of acid whereas now if yeah. you have um, that kind of skin problem you can go on the internet and you can as you say find just some some more balanced stuff mm. I'm not a big fan of things that really make your skin go red and sort you know it's not attack your skin mm. it's help your skin mm. and it's working out how to do that I love active ingredients. Everything I use has got either retinol, glycolic, salicylic, um, you know, the peptides, the growth factors. I don't have anything that's just a kind of a moisturiser for the sake of being a moisturiser. Mm. Um, but my skin can take a lot. Some people's skin can't. So mm. it's about finding your right balance. You know, when I get someone using a retinol, I will say to them, look, just see see how it goes try using it every third day to start off with Mm -hmm. and then after two or three weeks if you've got no problems take it up to every two days and then you can sometimes take it up to every night some people can never use it every night some people have been using retinol for three or four years and they can only use it twice a week it is every single person is different and Mm -hmm. i think what you need to do is so if you get yourself a retinol read the instructions that that particular brand has got because lots of different retinols They'll have different percentages on the front, but it actually depends what type of retinol it is. Right. Because a 1% of one type of retinol is not the same as a 0.3% of another retinol. So you think, oh, 03 is really gentle. Mm-hmm. 1% is going to be quite strong. But the 1% is probably in like a buffered formulation. So it's a slow release. So it's actually not going to be as strong right. and could be more gentle than the 3%, 0.3%, which has actually got a much more aggressive formulation yeah Yeah. so it's find out you know you need to just do a little bit of research about the particular one that you've got 
go online and just see how other people are using it to get maybe some hints and tips but listen to your skin if your skin is getting really sore red and irritated you're obviously overusing it so you're either using too much of it in one go so you you know maybe you're supposed to use a pea size amount and you're using a you know a broad bean size amount <laughs> who knows um or um you're using it too regularly so just instead of going oh i'm not going to use it at all because my skin's gone a little bit red mm-hmm. just reduce how often you're using it and reduce the amount and the same pretty much goes for things like the glycolics and, and things like that you know if you get a glycolic face wash most of my clients happily use it twice a day they use it morning and night as their main cleanser but I do have some clients that can only use it three or four times a week so they'll have a more gentle simple Mm. cleanser to use alongside it so they still want that exfoliation that they get from it but they can't do it all the time so the only time really where you should be really careful with where I suppose the warning signs for a product is is if you get very rashy with it. Mm-hmm. So if you get lots of little tiny spots that come up, almost like little blister spots mm-hmm. or something like that, that's normally an allergy and mm-hmm. that may not clear up. So again, you can try slowly reducing. Re- reducing it and reintroducing it, but if you sort of get sort of red, slightly itchy, but lots of little red spots come up, then that's generally an allergy and it may mean that you won't be able to use that product interesting mm. so I've got some clients yeah that they'll get that but it's not necessarily so let's say retinol because everyone's heard of retinol mm. so it may not actually be the retinol that they're reacting to it could be one of the other ingredients in that product right so sometimes it is worth trying a different brand mm-hmm. and seeing if a different brand with the active ingredient works for you because I very rarely find that it is the active ingredient that people react to. It's actually more the the buffering ingredient. So it could be, I mean, perfumes are a big one that a lot of people react to. Um, sorry, that's our lovely music coming on in the background there. <laughs> what a suffer. Um, yeah, so it could be the 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 perfume is the biggest cause. But also, you know, additive colours and preservatives mm. for some people. So, yeah, just be aware. And if It's an interesting perspective I've never really thought about before because I think we're also obsessed, not obsessed, but we're all thinking we have to know what our skin type is. So is it dry, dehydrated? Is it a combination? But actually, skin sensitivity is also a really important factor too, like what you can take. Yeah. I mean, I never treat people as dry, sensitive combination or anything like that. I look at... I just kind of look at what that skin needs and it is really interesting when you see how a lot of the more cosmeceutical brands talk about their products now they don't tend to say this is your cleanser your toner and your moisturizer and a serum they do they're basically saying you know cleanse um hydrate because hydration is very different to kind of the what we typically think of as sort of a more of a cream or thicker based <clears throat> moisturizer um correct prevent protect mm. so those are a lot of the words that that we now hear yeah it's like treat it's those kind of things so when you're looking at, at skincare now they used to say dry sensitive oily or whatever it is to simplify it for people mm. because you kind of went well my skin's kind of dry so I need the the richer cream or mm. my skin's quite oily so I need the 
it, it's so different to that now when you really start looking at what is available out there. You have your hydrator, but with your hydrator, you need something that treats your skin. Mm. And what your skin needs one day or one season might not be what it needs another season. So it's, it's you know, it, it's really interesting to know that there is this whole other way of looking at skincare and it actually works much better for most mm. people but it is a bit time consuming and it's definitely overwhelming I mean sometimes I'm overwhelmed and this is what I do every day mm. so for people that this isn't your primary job <laughs> it's like well what am I supposed to do and that again I suppose is where going in and maybe having a having a little consultation with mm. someone that that works in a clinic environment that works with um, I would definitely try and opt for somewhere that has more than one brand. So if they have three or four brands, I've got ten. Um, but I only have key products from each range. Mm. So instead of having a whole range, I just choose my favourites. Yeah, there's a very specific edit. I was having a nosy. Yes, <laughs> and that's that's kind of what I like. But at least if they've got sort of three or four brands within their clinic, mm. that means they've been trained on three or four brands, so they'll have much more product knowledge, ingredient knowledge. It's mm. about ingredients. This is what I always come back to. Yeah. So just think about what your key ingredients are and then go and get the best that you can with those ingredients in. So, But it is very much, it's, it just seems like it's a 360 with you. You're in, you're in very safe hands when you come here because I, you take a lot into account. Yeah, I mean, I it's from personal experience. I'm a slightly different to you, but a similar experience. Um, I developed acne when I was 20, 21, and I got it quite badly. I didn't have it as a teenager. And at that time, I was still very much practising the holistic side of things and the, the more beauty stuff. Mm. And so I tried to do some of the holistic things, you know, the using the aromatherapy oils, I had a bit of reflexology, I was kind of doing all of that. I felt a bit better, but it didn't really do a huge amount for my mm. acne. Um, so I then, within the salon I was working in, um, you know, they had one of the most, you know, widely used beauty salon brands that there there is with machines and bits and pieces so I sort of had a few of those treatments done and bought into their oily skin range and that did nothing um so I went to Boots as we all do or Superdrug and got you know whatever acne stuff that they had there at the time and sort of burnt half my skin off with you know the acids and the yes. benzoyl peroxides and stuff that I didn't <laughs> yeah. really know what I was doing and then I went to the doctor and the doctors were kind of like, well, okay, you can have this topical antibiotic. And I tried that for a while, didn't do much. So I got some oral antibiotics. And through this whole process, I just imagined that one of those things was going to cure me. Mm. You know, I was going to find the thing that was just going to, finally, I was going to have my skin back. And I went on the antibiotics and my skin did clear up. And I was like, thank goodness for that. Obviously came off them and within three weeks the acne was back. Because nothing treats the cause of the acne they all treat the symptoms mm. and that was my eureka moment or my my life-changing moment if you like because I suddenly I went back to the doctors and they said well I'll give you more antibiotics for longer and I just thought I know antibiotics are not great for the gut and mm. for your body and if I do this I kind of want to do it because it's going to cure me but is it going to cure me and the doctor kind of didn't really have any answers no one explained to me what acne was 
no one sort of said this is what acne is and this is why you get it and da 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 and all, you know and this is why we're recommending this product or this is why antibiotics work or don't mm. work or whatever it was so I kind of then went on a mission <laughs> and what I discovered first of all is every case of acne is different so mm. it's not that just because you've got acne that you are you know you could be put in a box you can't because there are so many other things going on with your skin and your body mm. that could unbalance it or if you have you know a bog standard acne treatment that many places offer it will work for 40% of people but it won't work for 60% because it's not addressing their individual needs right. so these were all things that I started to learn and by treating my own skin and researching about acne I also found out a lot about other problematic skin conditions so I started to learn a lot about rosacea and sensitivity and all of these other things and and all of it really is up, uh, is the underlying thing is all about skin health as well mm. that if your skin is healthier you may still have these conditions but your own skin can deal with them better mm -hmm. so I just became a little bit obsessed <laughs> and you know I, I, I took into consideration the holistic way of looking at skin yeah even when we're using more scientific methods you have to look at the health of the skin and the health of the skin very much depends on the health of the body mm -hmm. you know and the health of your body can quite often depend on the health of your mind you know if you're depressed upset stressed all the rest of it the rest of your body goes out of whack which mm -hmm. then pushes your skin out of condition so it it became a bit of a mission for me to be able to offer people the, the most rounded mm. treatment that I can and um, yeah along the way I've just learned loads of amazing things and and was that was that the moment was that when you were learning all of this and you thought I, it can't just be in my head I have to share this everyone needs to know this stuff yeah absolutely I've never been one not to share my knowledge mm. you know um I came from not a wealthy background at all and when my acne came up I didn't have money you know mm -hmm. I was working but it, not a great wage for for a, a new therapist sort mm -hmm. of starting out um and I'm definitely really aware that there are a lot of people out there that are in the same boat they can't afford to come and have really expensive laser treatments or buy the most expensive sort of top of the range products but what you, what you can do is have enough knowledge to give you some power to try and do the best that you can for mm -hmm. your skin so that's a lot of what I try and do when I'm talking to people and when I'm explaining what I do and stuff is is share some of my knowledge so that hopefully people can manage their own skin a little bit better and the people that will come to me will keep coming to me and mm. The people that can't come to me then hopefully at least get a little bit of of um, peace of mind and the ability to look after themselves. <laughs> so when did it become a business? When did you um, take the passion and turn it into a... Well, eight years ago is when I started my own business. I mean, obviously, I, I, I went from doing all the more holistic stuff and doing more massage and body stuff, even though I trained in all the facials, mm. to actually doing a real turnabout and as I as I became more passionate about my own skin and more knowledgeable about my own skin I was then trying to get you know I'd be talking to my clients and just going well this yeah, I can do this in a facial and I can do that and this is what this product so they then started becoming my facial clients mm. and 
it didn't take very long for that to like really grow into my passion. So all the other stuff was still there and I still use bits of that knowledge mm. now, but it became about skin. I then became a trainer for a brand because the, uh, um, the, the, the owners of the brand in the UK were my clients and they loved how passionate I was about skincare and stuff. Um, but the, the, the brand itself was based in LA. They were just the UK mm. kind of distributors for it. So I get I got to go out to LA and, and train with train out there with like one of the top facialists out there and you know amazing amazing person and really helped me to I think it was the first time because I've trained with a lot of the UK like um, beauty brands mm. you know all the all the big brands that are in a lot of clinics and salons around the world but they all have very very standardised ways of doing things so the choreographed. Um, yeah, so basically, and, and I was at one of these places, and they've got this amazing training kind of house. You literally go and stay at the house for a week, and then they've got all these you know, amazing training suites that you go into, and you're there, and you're immersed in their whole world. And they were you know, doing, like, the acne treatment, mm. and this is how you do the acne treatment, and you know I sort of had to sit at the back of the class by the end of it because I was like the naughty sitting on your the naughty kind of thing <laughs> because I just kept saying but why but mm. why but how can you do the same thing on every person and they're like well that's just how it is and that's how you get taught also in college mm. you know when you're doing your training you get taught that you'd kind of follow the protocol yeah and I was going but it doesn't make any sense to me because everyone's different so how can you do the same thing and they were like well look you know our our ethos is that a person can go into any salon in the world that has our brand and will get exactly the same experience and have exactly the same treatment. So it kind of makes sense from their perspective, but I was just like, but that's not the best for the client. Mm. I was like, mm. But anyway, so I, I did a few of those and they all had their same thing. Mm. You know, when you use our products, you use them this way. You do this for one minute, you take it off. You do this for one minute, you do... And that will have benefits for some people. It will have limited benefits for everyone. Yeah. But we're all different, so yeah. how is that going to work? And I, I got so frustrated with it. Anyway, when I went out to do this training in America, um, that was the first time that the guy actually told it. It was a, a, a guy out there. And he basically said, look, these are the products, these are the ingredients, this is the kind of the machine I use, which has got lots of different bits and pieces on it. You know, it's got vacuum and it's got... Um, a brush cleanser and it's got some high frequency and it's got the ultrasound it's got da 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 it's old school but mm. you know effective for, for healthy skin and you know this is a rough guideline of what I would suggest he said but you've got to do what your client needs and I was like oh, I love you don't kiss him on the mouth firmly <laughs> I was just like <laughs> you're amazing because like I just every time I tried to sort of say that's what we should be doing everyone else was like no you don't and I was like well you know I'm not, I wasn't at that time not experienced enough to kind of make that decision to do my own thing, but I kind of had it in me already. Um, and I actually ended up working with that brand for about two and a half years, and I was their UK trainer, so I was training those people. I really miss doing clients and having that proper mm. building, that rapport with people and seeing them through their treatments and stuff. So I decided to go back into um, working in a salon, and the first salon I went into had an IPL which is obviously it has a lot of similar attributes to lasers mm. but it's a bit more of a broad spectrum mm. kind of option. IP, IPL being intense pulse light. Yeah exactly and um, 
I just watched what it could do. And I was just like, it didn't matter how amazing I was at doing facials. And at that time, I still had a pretty good reputation because, you know, I could do amazing massage and my ingredient knowledge was, was you know, I was so passionate about it. I kind of really knew everything. But this little machine that's sort of flashing out this crazy light was just, you know, zapping away a pigmentation spot and getting rid of a, a vein and... Um, and also you could you could also see a better quality in the skin because it works deeper and so that's my next life-changing sort of moment was right this is a world that I kind of know nothing about but I really want to understand it so I went to work in Harley Street and I basically had to go in as the junior person you know so I'd gone from sort of being kind of making my mark as you know a top facialist and then and getting quite a lot of you know, getting headhunted a lot and people sort of knew my name mm-hmm. to now being no one <laughs> again at the bottom Ooh, of the that, 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 that pays dividends in the future. <laughs> I just, I am a very, very reactive and passionate person and I just, I knew at that moment that it was the way that mm-hmm. the, 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 the beauty industry was going to go. Yeah. So this was, what, 12 years ago. I, I just couldn't see any way that it wouldn't become the way it would go because it worked so much more effectively Mm. it works perfectly when combined correctly with what we've been doing for for a long time but it took everything to the next level Mm -hmm. and people want results and people are passionate about results and you know that's what what people really have these sort of treatments done for so it just made sense to me at that time that I needed to go and, and learn about this whole new world that I had no idea about. Are people patient? We will come back to that, but are people patient enough with results? Because we want them. But I think sometimes we have to set those parameters. I am very good at explaining to people that (laughs) it does take time. You know, let's say you are 35 and you've had, I don't know, whatever your skin problem is for eight years. You know, you've had it for eight years. You're not going to get rid of it in eight minutes. Mm. You know, it's going to take time and commitment to turn your skin Mm. around. And the big thing that I say to people, which um, some people are really relieved about, because it's 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 honest and it means that they're not they don't have un, unrealistic hopes and stuff. A lot of things are ongoing. It's not I'm not going to cure anyone's mm-hmm. acne. I can help you get it under control and manage it. I'm not going to cure your eczema. I don't cure rosacea. I'm not going to stop you from aging. But what I can do is slow things down, help your skin to get stronger and give you more control over those things. So, you know, when I see an acne client now, I will say to them, look, my ideal is that you get half the amount of acne for half the time that you get now. Some people get way better results than that. Mm. That's a realistic thing. And it can take, you know, two to three months to get to that point. You know, do you understand that and things like that? Mm. And... It is important because I just think people, especially when you have a really an ongoing thing that you are really conscious about and you've tried everything and you 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 want to wave a magic wand and there isn't one. Mm. And I think to hear someone say to you, there is no magic wand, is actually a relief mm-hmm. because you think, yeah. if I just do the right thing, everything will be right. And actually there is no right thing that's right enough to cure you know well we're really hard on ourselves aren't we generally oh absolutely and it it is I mean that's the other thing that I'm actually really passionate about as well is I get so many amazing people coming in to see me 
who um, are beautiful. You know, some of them are quirky beautiful, some of them are classic beautiful, or, or whatever it is. I mean, I, I have actresses, I have models, I have, you know, people from every walk of life, you know, high, really high sort of um, achieving business people and you know I have you know mums at home looking after their kids it doesn't matter and they walk in and they are attractive they are beautiful in slightly different ways and they will sit in front of me and rip themselves apart and I'm just like you know this is so um, crazy Mm. to be sat there talking to a intelligent beautiful woman and sometimes guys as well you know I get men coming in who just kind of sit there and just go oh but I've got this wrong and I've got this wrong and I've got this wrong and I've got this and I'm looking at them and going from a professional standpoint you know from someone who treats a lot of skins and a lot of faces you know yes I can see that there's a little bit of an issue there but no one else would probably notice mm. it. It's it's good to kind of maybe do some preventative stuff for that. But you've got the most amazing cheekbones, or you've actually got porcelain skin, or you've actually got this, or you've got, you know, whatever it is, there'll be, for every one negative that you've given me, I could probably give you 20 positives. Mm. But no one looks at the positives. Everyone just really focuses on those really small negatives, but make them out to be so much bigger than they are. And... Yeah, I always try and say to people, you know, you are, you know, I would have a hundred people today pay me really good money to give them your skin. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got some really amazing qualities with your skin and you've got an amazing bone structure and you've got this, this and this. Yes, there's a couple of little bits that we can work on, but wow, you already look amazing. All we're going to do is just help you maintain that and tweak it. And that's really important for me because there is so much negativity mm. around, you know, how we look and stuff. And and also I'm, you know, very fortunate enough that I do get to see the real faces of some of the people that we see in magazines and online and stuff like that. They are beautiful. But how they look when they're in front of me barefaced compared to how they look with their makeup and their hair and everything else compared to how they then look on a photograph that's got all this amazing lighting and everything else and then to the next mm-hmm. level which is the photoshopping mm-hmm. which is what we're looking at and going why don't I look like that they don't look like that mm. they are beautiful but they don't look like that mm. so not only are we kind of comparing ourselves to people that are very very genetically well <laughs> <laughs> well um, endowed or whatever it is blessed, blessed yes that's <laughs> the right word we're, we're not we're not even comparing ourselves to that we're comparing themselves to something that they're not even you know really totally. so and it is I don't know how we we are going to get past this as as a cultural thing as as women as men you know the way that that we use the media now in marketing and all the rest of it you know we are really all aspiring to be something that doesn't exist mm. you know how do we do that well, it comes back to this great quote because I, gosh, I could feel you getting a bit glassy-eyed and I was getting glassy-eyed yeah. when you were talking about that. Like you clearly, you connect with your clients, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. You it's, have a very strong emotional yeah. bond with them. You can tell. Yeah, because I, I feel for them, mm. you know. I'm, I'm actually a really practical person. 
you know, like my, my poor other half, he'll tell you, I'm not not as romantic as he perhaps would <laughs> like me to be. I'm just really practical about things. And when I'm talking to people, I get, I'm. It, it's sort of a frustration that they are being hoodwinked by so much stuff mm. that's not real. And I want them to be given reality to... Um, to make them kind of understand really how they how they should look how mm. we should look as healthy and well and the best versions of ourselves I'm not against Botox I'm not against surgery I'm not against any of that stuff there is a place for it and if someone is really unhappy about one aspect of their their face or their body and having a little tweak will make them feel good about mm. themselves I say absolutely go for it but to go and have a lot of work done to try and make yourself look like someone else to thinking that that's going to change your life mm-hmm. there is an epidemic of that at the moment I yeah. think and that is something I really don't like but you know I get people coming into me with acne um, I, you know, I'm, I'm very well known for treating it and you know they, they sort of sit there and after two or three minutes of talking to me and me just sort of being quite honest with them about what we can achieve what we can't achieve and just talking to them like a person, you know, they'll burst into tears mm. because everyone just kind of goes, it's a few spots, get over it. You know, doctors are very, you know, well, you know, you'll grow out of it. Mm. You know, you'll do this, you'll do... No one actually sits down, explains to them what it is and explains to them what their options are and actually listens, <laughs> which is a big part mm. of it all. Um, and that's kind of what I, what I do with a lot of my clients. And, you know, I am... I want them to get results as much as they want to get results. Whether I can always give them the results that they perhaps would like to get isn't always the case because everyone reacts differently to Mm. treatments. But I will certainly do my best. But like I say, that is all part of a package, though. It's not just me zapping them with a laser. It's me getting them to take some responsibility themselves and looking at things like diet, lifestyle and... Um, getting them on the right home care products and getting them to understand and I think almost just understanding why you have what you have Mm. is a bit of a relief Mm. Um, there's a lot of people that think that they have acne because they're doing something wrong you know almost when you say I've got acne or when you have acne there's almost this kind of thing that you're not cleaning properly a lot can happen in three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend but what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. You should clean your skin a bit more. You know, you're obviously not cleaning it properly, or you're not doing this right, or you're not doing that right, or you're not... You know, and it's so far away from the truth because it's a hormonal sensitivity. It's not even a huge imbalance. If someone's got eczema, 
people are like, oh, you've got eczema, mm. and you've got acne, it's like, oh, you've got M, you've got <laughs> acne, and it's like you're doing something wrong, and it's like, <laughs> there's no. no difference between acne, rosacea, eczema, psoriasis, they are all conditions which are triggered by internal factors, mm. and we sometimes have no control over that at all. Sometimes there is, are things that you can do internally that helps, like cleaning up your diet and stuff, mm. but I've had people come into me who are like, raw vegan yoga instructors who have cystic acne you know it is different for every person mm. I have someone else that comes in and I'll say look try cutting down on sugar and dairy and they do and within three weeks their skin's 50% better mm. it, everyone is different Yeah, you know so it's really really hard when people sort of say well what do you suggest people do and what do you suggest people use I can kind of give a broad mm. thing but it actually every person is going to be different it's so, individual yeah so mm. what works for me won't work for you what works for you know my sister won't work for me and it it doesn't matter you know you can have a best friend that you think you've got quite similar skin but actually you will mm. react very differently to products and treatments so you need to find your own happy and your mm. own right and your own balance so that's kind of what I try and help people do and also it's, it sounds a little bit like um, the sense of self and the more sort of confident uh, feeling that your clients have when their skin is better. You, it almost feels like you try to give them that before they've got their results. Yeah, I guess I do. I think what I try and make people do is look at the good stuff that there is to see, you mm. know. So if you have got someone, I mean... Um, Someone said to me a very long time ago um, that, you know, the, the, the most powerful thing you can give to someone is a feeling of, of happiness or, or something like that. Make someone feel good about themselves. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter what it is that you say to someone. If you can say one positive thing about them, you know, don't lie to someone. Don't go, oh, my God, you've got the most amazing skin ever when you've got awful mm -hmm. skin. But you can go... God, your shoes are amazing. And even that, even though you're not talking about their, their body or their skin, you're talking about something that they've chosen and mm. they're, you, you know, that's nice, you know, and someone kind of goes, oh, that's, you know, thanks, you know. <laughs> that little bit of happiness that you've given them, you then come in with the, okay, let's look at your skin mm. and we, we, can, we can do stuff with your skin. What can we do? How can we be positive? How can we be great? And just giving people that little bit of happiness, I don't think there's not enough of it. And I think a lot of the time when people come into into clinics and salons and stuff like that, I think that there is too much focus by the person doing the treatments on how much they can sell them mm -hmm. and how much they can do for them. Instead of the... You know, if you make someone feel good about themselves, they will be your client for life. Mm -hmm. And... I, I want to do that, but I also want to give them the results. So mm. that's why I try and work in all these different crazy ways that I do because I'm trying to look at the best way of getting the results for each person um, in every way that I can. And I guess that's where I'm a bit different from other people because I look at so many different <laughs> different things and I get excited about... You know, when I see someone and I think okay, you know, they might want to have perfect skin. I'm not going to give them perfect skin, but I know their skin is going to get so much better. Mm. It really gives me a self sense of well-being and makes me happy to think that 
hopefully in a, in a couple of months that person is going to be able to go to the shops without piling on the makeup and will be able to walk down the aisle feeling confident that her skin's glowing mm. or will be able to go into work feeling that they're not looking tired and worn out or you know whatever it is you know just that sense of they're going to feel good about themselves and just yeah able better able to present themselves without questioning because it's the questioning that we girls yeah. do isn't it yeah I mean sometimes people I mean but it's it's crazy as well though like I've had people come into me before and they've sat down in front of me and I've sort of you know I always look at everyone's faces I can't <laughs> help it and I'm sort of like clocking a couple of little bits that I think okay yeah it'll be you know whatever it is and I'll you know just for sort of comedy value I'll say you know they've got a massive moustache or something and I'm like great hair removal life changing and really simple and easy to do mm-hmm. takes a bit of time but perfect and they'll go right the reason I'm here is I've got a skin tag behind my ear and I'm like oh <laughs> okay <laughs> you know what how do I and it, it's, <laughs> how do I pitch the Natasha removal <laughs> You know, but then have I got any right to? If mm. they're not bothered about it, yeah. if they are genuinely don't care about it, then what right have I got to mm. kind of go, we should deal with that? Um, but equally, some people don't know that stuff like that can be treated. So they kind of don't mention it because they don't think about it. So, you know, I've had to find some really kind of tippy-toe ways of sort of mentioning things to people and seeing if they come back with a, wow, you do that? or right. not so it's sort of like you know I'll talk about the fact that I've had hair removal done on my face and along with other stuff and if they if they don't come back and kind of go oh wow what you can do that I just kind of go do you know what good on you for being happy it's not my business <laughs> yeah totally and I respect to them actually for yeah. being you know for not for not focusing on something that so it it's always a fine line, you know, you want to give people the best advice, you want to do things, but I, I just love the fact that there are some people that are just totally oblivious to certain things and get on with life and are actually a lot happier for it mm. than the people that are over-obsessing about the smallest things, but yeah. Yeah. So it's that kind of... Um, I, I do want, I really want to talk to you about how you, you've got this amazing clinic. Do you call it a clinic or do you call it something Yeah, different? no, we do, we do say clinic. Um, because a lot of what I do is laser-based peels using sort of um, quite advanced machines and technology, it, it is more of a clinic environment than your traditional spa mm. stroke salon. Plinky um, plonky music. Yeah, and that there. But I actually rent space in this clinic. Mm. So this is the, the Chelsea private clinic, and then we've we've got some rooms here, which are, we're here permanently. Um, but we work alongside other other practitioners and that and it's actually worked out amazingly well for us because other people that are here they are you know dietitians they do colonics they do um um, allergy testing there's also a couple of aesthetic doctors Mm. so you know there's the access to the botox and the fillers and all of that kind of stuff but if i recommend one of my clients let's say they do want to try a little bit of botox i actually will go to the doctor with them Mm. and say look my client would like some Botox, but they only really want a small amount, and this is where I want you to put it. Baby Botox. I don't want you to go mad on them because mm. that's not what they want, and you know I'm recommending you, them to you. So you know, please be respectful of of just doing a nice job mm. for them. And actually, to be honest, I, I I'm quite confident I don't need to do that with the doctors that are here because I now know them well enough, and and 
they you know they they will look after the clients but i've certainly in the past you know clients have gone off to to various practitioners and come back to me sort of a month later with you know with not very nice looking work concrete done. face <laughs> yeah either that or overfilled or overdone this or overdone you know and and then they've been upset with themselves for doing it and mm. and stuff like that which again is the other thing you know you have that kind of buyer's remorse almost but it's not something you can suddenly take back to the shop and swap it's kind of in your face and you have to wait it out <laughs> so I listened to an interview with uh, Candice Kane recently, who uh, had, has had lots of nose jobs, and she said, hindsight's a bitch when it comes to surgery. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, yeah. I mean, surgery's a little bit more permanent mm. than, than at least Botox and fillers do eventually wear off, pretty much, so yeah, it's quite good. But it is that nice thing to have a network of people around you that, mm. that you can kind of help people on the whole. So if, if someone is a bit, you know, has some potentially looks like they've got some allergies and stuff you know i can just say look pop in and go and have your allergy test done and go and do this and go and do that nice to have it all done in one place yeah but i suppose having my own business it's been eight years eight and a half years since i started i started in a room on my own um i very much remember my first day i had to borrow money from a friend of the family to get my first piece of equipment which actually was the hydrofacial because it, I can use it on everyone. Yeah. And um, I invested in my products. I got a couple of product ranges in. But again, just even then, I was sort of picking bits and pieces that I liked out of them. And I'd sort of had this room decorated and you know, had my beautiful new towels on. And my machine was sort of sat there glowing and flashing at me and everything. And I was sort of sat there and I sort of walked in day one. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. I was just like look at this, this is mine. And I sort of sat down, looked around again, and then just went, oh, shit. I don't have a single client. (laughs) What on earth am I going to do? Because no one knew who I was, Mm. because I'd been working for other people, so I was just their therapist. Mm. Um, And that was a massive, like, oh, my God, what have I done? Because I left a really, you know, established clinic that, Mm. you know, was re- and this was the recession time, so it was recession proof and everything like that. And Crivens. So it was me in this room. So I phoned up my boyfriend. I just went, I don't have any clients. <laughs> and he just went, okay, let's have a little think about what we can do. And basically, we did stuff like Facebooked people that you know, you know, you've got people on your Facebook thing that you you, you don't kind of know, but you kind of know <laughs> yeah. through someone who knows someone. Just anyone that sort of looked like they may have a slight bit of influence just said, would you like to come and try this, um, have a complimentary treatment? I spent the first two months doing so many freebies. And it was just because everyone was going, well, what's your treatment? And I was like, well, it's kind of this thing where I mix loads of things together. And Mm. I didn't think there was no way I could explain it. It was different to anything else that was out there. It wasn't really a facial, but it also wasn't a proper medical clinic type thing. It was this hybrid-y Thing. that was the hardest thing for me actually getting people to understand what I did because mm. I couldn't really explain it because it was so bespoke and different yeah. and, and all the rest of it the elevate when, when someone puts you on the, on the spot for an elevator pitch it's really hard yeah I'm just like um it's just like and at one point everyone was like well what's it called so it was like, it's called the get what you're given because <laughs> <laughs> people would just come in and I would do whatever I wanted because I used to put skin. that on the table for dinner <laughs> yeah and that's exactly what I would do and but then eventually um someone it was actually a journalist said look we can't really 
right that that's what your treatment's called <laughs> we need to come up with something so um we sort of brainstormed a little bit and came up with the dna treatments which is what my signature treatments are mm-hmm. we call them the dna levels one two and three and it, it just means they're bespoke like your dna so we tailor everything so even if you don't see me you see one of my team they've now been tra- trained in all my stuff and they do everything bespoke and you know it's a much nicer way of doing things mm-hmm. so yeah, so that was eight years ago, and I mean, thank goodness it, it worked because you know it was it was quite a big thing, and mm. you know, borrowing money off of of a friend of of the family and stuff like that. You know, it was like there was a a lot of pressure on me to actually to to be successful because of you know all the belief and and help everyone else had given me to sort of get to that point. And it was like okay, I've got to make this work, and I was just like, oh my god. Um, but it was fine. I mean, it, it's taken a long time to um, to get myself to the position where, we are, where I am today in a in a space like this, which is fantastic. Mm. Um, you yeah. are the best, one of the best known names in what you do. Yeah, and I don't really know how that happened though, because <laughs> I was never trying to be, I suppose, like a known person. I wanted my business to be successful. Mm. Um, and I guess at the beginning it was just me in a room, so it was obviously going to be called the Debbie Thomas. Was bit. the core of it just less about becoming famous and becoming, mm. you know, the one that all the journos write about? Was it more about delivering the best treatment to each individual client? Yeah, absolutely. And it it was a little bit like I say, I'm quite passionate about getting my knowledge out there Mm. so I guess when I was being asked by journalists being asked things it wasn't like oh great my name's going to be in 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 the magazine it was like oh wow someone's going to learn a bit of my knowledge right yeah I'm sharing it and it's like yay you know someone's gonna you know I'm really glad I've been able to put that out there because that will help someone even if it helps one person you know that's kind of good and I don't know it's sort of come back full circle and it, it it's crazy now that I do get um, get as much recognition as I do because, and I don't even think about it most of the time. Like everyone else is like, "Wow, you're in this, you're in that, you're in this," and I'm kind of like, "Yeah, that's really nice that they've written about my, um, you know, my my knowledge." And it's like, "Well, no, they've written about you." I'm like, um, <laughs> "Let's not let's not talk about that." Because <laughs> you have a very strong work ethic. Yeah. And you aren't afraid of hard work. No, I've never been afraid of hard work. Um, when I very first started out, um, and I was training, so I was um, at college, I was working full-time in a pub, managing a pub, going to college full-time and working part-time in a salon. And I did that for two years. Um, so there wasn't a lot of sleep. <laughs> and But it just never occurred to me that there was any other way of, of being. Mm. When I worked for other people, so before having my own business... Um, I mean, having your own business takes everything to the next level in terms of of, of of hours, and you know there are no nine to fives. It's it's twenty four seven. But even when I worked for other people, I always worked above and beyond my normal, you know, my normal mm. hours. I would do at overtime and never ask for extra pay. Um, I would do what needed to be done to get the job done. So you know, it was whatever had to be done, mm. and and that's what it is. And that is something I do think that is a bit. Um, there doesn't. There seems to be less and less of that around now. There is again. I think a lot of it is social media, and 
insta-famous kind of <laughs> ethic yeah. is it's really hard work to get to the top of your game mm. and you have to be willing to do stuff that other people aren't, aren't willing to do and it just like I say it just never occurred to me when I was working I had my job I had my contract mm. you know my contract would be for 38 or 40 hours a week or whatever it is I would quite regularly do 50 hours 55 hours and I, I don't think I ever asked for overtime or time in lieu or anything back I just got on with it because mm. that's what I was passionate about and so I guess then taking that that to doing my own thing you know then I went to doing 100 hours a week because no one else was helping me you had to do all the extra stuff but I do think you know I I run the clinic we have um, a team of 10 people now Um, I run it with my 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 fiance Um, we've been doing it full-time together for about five years I think but he was there from day one sort of helping with bits and pieces um you know, so I, I run the business, I do the treatments, I still have a fully booked, you know, see clients every week, and I, on top of that, have to do all my research stuff, because obviously I do do a lot of, um, you know, um, a lot of press stuff and stuff like that, but I also do talks at conferences and things like that, so again, that comes down to me sharing my knowledge, but sharing it with professionals and trying to get them round to my way of thinking mm-hmm. a little bit that we should like our clients more yeah. <laughs> and be nice to them and be kind to them because that really goes a long way um, but also good business stuff and treatment information and things like that um, so I kind of do a little bit of all of it and you know you you and then on top of that I have a, a home life which um, you know I have dogs and they need looking after and want a lot of love and attention and Mm. so does my fiance and (laughs) you know then you've got your family and your friends and I just think that um if you're happy in what you do even though it's really hard work you can kind of do it and you can do it well Mm. and you can focus on it so yeah I I do juggle a lot but I, I enjoy all of it so it's great that I get to do that and that I find you know I always feel really grateful Mm-hmm. that I'm able to do that and that I'm able to take what was I mean a personal passion of, of looking after my own skin I mean I was always trained as a beauty therapist so I was always going to be in this kind of job that's what yeah. I was aiming to do but to make as much of a success of it as I have and to do it on my own terms is like just mind-blowing when I actually think about it it's just like wow I read a brilliant quote from you um if you don't have a dream how are you going to know a dream come true which I think is from a Disney yes I I have watched a lot of Disney films (laughs) (laughs) I like the feel-good factor that they give um generally but absolutely that kind of quote and you know another one is if you you know if you reach for the stars you'll at least get to the moon mm. sort of thing if you if you don't have big dreams if you don't have big aspirations you're never going to get go anywhere mm. and um you know as i say said earlier I, I i i don't come from a particularly well off or or you know sort of family i've and i come from a you know um, down in dorset in a very quiet sort of seaside type village there's not a lot going on there so everything I've achieved has been out of my own steam you know I've I've pushed myself every step of the way and I've done it you know just through sheer determination it's like I will get to the next level I will do this are you always 
looking ahead, I mean, now well, you could look at you now and just think, well, she's she's made it. But are you are you already thinking? Yeah, there's I'm, more. I'm ten, there's more. There's, I'm ten steps ahead. There's there's going to be a whole. Um, I kind of want a global brand, so that's that's. You say that so casually. A global brand. I do, but I'm trying to work out the best way of doing it. I mean, it there there are a lot of there's a lot of groundwork already in place for that to happen. Um, but I'm, I want to time things in a way so that when it does happen, it happens right. I think mm-hmm. sometimes people rush things too quickly, and that can have a negative impact on on them as a brand and and as a company. But I um, I mean, we I always laugh with my very close friends and that, and they are very very apt at taking the Mickey out of me, and you know, rightly so and stuff. But <laughs> you know, they always sort of say, "Well, what do you want?" And I'm like, "World domination," and. <laughs> I kind of think, well, if I aim for that, as I say, I may not get world domination, but, yeah, at least I'm going in the right direction. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, I, I guess that is... When you talk about work, work ethic, I, I never think that something is enough. I always think there's something more. Mm. We can do better. We can be better. Um, I'm, I'm massively passionate about things like animal rights is my, my other big thing that I'm in. So I'm trying to really look at ways as well that through my work with skin and all the rest of it and how that could potentially you know I want to do my own product range which will be vegan and not tested on animals and showing that we can actually have really effective efficient products and everything without doing the the other sort of stuff so that's a big passion of mine um see this good thing lots of people talk big lots of people say I want this I want the other but when you say it, I can already see in your head, you, you know the touch points. Yeah. It's not just a destination, it's like a tube map and you've got the stops along yeah. the way in your head. I say, very, very practical person. <laughs> so everything up until this point, I mean, I've been planning what I've got today. This is what I was planning eight years ago. And I've been happy to do all the groundwork to get there. Mm. On day one, I didn't go in there on day one and go, right, next week I want to have my own clinic and I want to have X, Y and Z. It's like, okay, I really need to work hard to um, build up my reputation because no one knows who I am. So what do I need to do to get my reputation built up? And like I say, I did a lot of complimentary treatments so people could understand what I was doing Mm. and spread the word for me. And I did that for, for a long time. Um, I did so much training I mean I go on training all the time so even though people are always asking me what's what and I'm considered one of the the experts in this area you you never know everything and Mm. I love going away and sometimes I go on a conference or I'll go on a training session and I'll like I'll know 80% of it or I'll know 90% of it but there'll be one thing that I get out of it I'm just like fantastic I'm so glad I did that Mm. but it's time consuming but you know instead of going I don't know you know on holiday on holiday (laughs) I will go and do that so you know it has been a progressive building and you know we've we've just started doing some stuff recently which is um looking at marketing and rebranding and everything like that we've got like an amazing new logo and and all of that and this is the first time we've invested properly in any of that kind of stuff so in eight years we haven't done any marketing we've never paid for an advert to go anywhere we've never you know been properly branded I mean I had someone do a little logo for me like years ago um so 
we've managed to kind of build what we've we've built mainly through word of mouth and then um, the amazing press coverage that we get and, and we I feel we get that amazing press coverage because people genuinely do like what I'm mm-hmm. doing and and sort of you know when they come in here it is a different experience for them and they you know genuinely do get something out of it so you know I sort of feel really blessed that we're able to do that but so it's for the first time ever we're like right are we actually going to like do some marketing and it's like <laughs> well how do we do that we've never done it before it's like wow this is like crazy stuff so yeah that's the sort of the other side of the business you know I'm I you know you you show me some new products or a new machine and within two minutes I've sussed it out I know what to do with Mm. it I know how to use it you know I'm very good at kind of um yeah being able to visualize quite quickly anything to do with skincare Mm. you know but you talk to me about a marketing plan I'm like um but you need to know but you will you will find out (laughs) yeah exactly so we've now yeah we're we're doing a whole thing where we're going to have a proper marketing plan and we're sorting all that so you have to constantly be adaptable you have to be but I'm I'm as interested in learning about marketing I mean I don't necessarily want to be the person doing it as as a full-time thing in my business but to to know about it mm. i'm excited to learn about it it's interesting i think it's it's great to have these different things i can you know look at and focus on for a time um eventually it will get passed on to someone that's a marketing wizard because obviously mm. they're the right person for the job but it's it's just never boring you know it's never boring what i do is never i never feel like oh god i've got to do that again because i never have to do the same thing twice every client I see is different, every treatment I do is a bit different, Mm. every training I go on is different, every talk that I do is different, every, you know, it's it's And you made it so. I think if you were doing a choreographed treatment, I call them choreographed because I've done that. I've been in them and I thought, I've definitely had this before. Yeah. I called it paint by numbers, but same thing. (laughs) It's like the paint by numbers, you do the same. I just imagine I'm doing the Macarena on my back when I'm having a massage. I'm like, oh yeah, I've had, yeah, I know, the arm's going to go up my back in a minute and they're going to go in my shoulder blade. Like, I know exactly. Yeah. But um, because you you probably would feel like that if you were doing the same thing day in and day out because your mind yeah. wanders and you get bored. It's quite weird actually because when I've had some people into when I've interviewed people um, to come and work with me, it's actually really difficult to find someone when you're talking to them. It's like, well, why would you want to come and work for someone like me? And it's quite interesting that the amount of people out there who actually really like the choreographed the easy don't have to think about it Mm. kind of just do it type treatments and to find those other people out there who were like me when I first started out but why but why Mm. but why but surely there's a better way um it's not quite so easy but Mm. I'm really lucky I have now got a team of people that that are like that and are, are equally also really passionate but also really compassionate as well because yeah. that's another thing for me it's like you have to have that connection with people and care about what you're doing and um it's yeah it, it's just a really interesting thing to have some because I just can't imagine anyone out there not wanting to do what I'm doing it's like <laughs> Why would you not want to like have control over what you're doing in yeah. your treatments? Why would you not want to be able to do the best for your client? Why would you not want to be, you know, creative and use your brain? Mm. But there's some people that don't. <laughs> well, interestingly, so we're how many podcasts have we done now? We're up to about twenty, 
and we always get into this kind of nitty gritty and what's really interesting is a lot of people have followed their passion to be uh, either in beauty we had a brilliant personal trainer Anna Wright who mm. was on and the common theme is choosing your passion but almost choosing the hardest path possible for your passion yeah because it'd be much easier for you to write seven choreographed treatments and have one facial for acne and just come in and yeah but that's never the path that the people who are really standing out are taking. No, but it doesn't work, that's why. <laughs> because it, I mean, it works for some people, but when you have, like, let's say you, you see 10 people in a day and you do the same treatment on all 10 of those people, four of them will be over the moon with their treatment because it will work for some people really well. Some people get an okay result mm. from it and there'll be like maybe two or three of them will get an okay result. But there are going to be the people where it just hasn't worked for them. Mm. And for me, that means I've failed. And I don't like failing. <laughs> Might have time to be able to tell. I'm quite like, we've got to do this. All of my research, like Debbie Thomas is really driven. And it was a former podcast guest who rang me up and said, you've got to get Debbie Thomas on. She's one of us M's. And when I was reading about you, I was like, oh, I can completely see why you said that. Yeah, she's a little bit weird like we are. That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> or just just a bit of a, a bit of a go-getter sounds like sort of playing it down. But yeah, you um Yeah, I just think that I mean again, going back to quotes, you know, I I've I always remember that sort of that thing and and hearing it and believing it and thinking, yeah, that's completely right, is you know, if you're not gonna do something right, don't bother doing it mm. at all. And that's how I've always been. And before, when I um, when I very first left school, when I first went to college, I worked in McDonald's. And at that time, I was vegetarian. It was the only it was the only job I could get in the area that I wow. lived in, so I had to do it. And so I was there for two and a half, three years, or whatever it was, while I was studying. And one good thing about it was it was flexible in terms of when yeah. I needed to go to college, I could, and all the rest of it, I could get as many hours or as little hours as I wanted. Um, but while I was there, it was like, well, I'm here, I might as well make the most of it. So while I was there, I did actually get to the point where I was manager. I never in a million years was I ever planning on staying and working at McDonald's for the long term. But instead of just going in and doing the basic... Clocking you know, in, clocking out. Clocking yeah. in, clocking out, doing the basic job and, you know, making my life easier. I did actually, um, yeah, I basically looked for the, um, I just thought, well, what else can I get out of it? While I'm here, I might as well learn as much as I possibly can. And so by by going through their management training and getting my five stars and, you know, going through that whole process, I learned to do things like stock taking, cashing up, doing rotors, doing all that stuff, which, you know... They're all practical skills. Practical skills that I've been able to use in other jobs and mm. at other times and have given me other things. So, you know, I, I've just never been the sort of person that will just go in there and do the minimum that I can. It's just like, well, you know, if I'm, if I'm there, I might sort of make the most of it. Mm. Um, and again, I think that's something that people really, you know... I just I, if when people ask me for advice it's just like you've just got to work hard and you've got to commit to something and if it doesn't happen immediately that doesn't mean it's not going to happen mm. and you've got to you know really put yourself out there and, and keep going is yeah. is the thing you know there are times where I really didn't enjoy working at McDonald's at all like say being vegetarian it was it was difficult because it sort of was against my 
I um, you know, fuse at the time and that, but it was the only job I could get in the area that I worked in. So I made the most out of a situation that probably wasn't ideal for me. Um, and then I've taken that and I've applied that to other things in my life. And now that I'm in a position that I'm in, I can kind of really, I suppose, use use all of those experiences. But also now I am in a position where I can say, no, I'm not going to do that because it mm. doesn't doesn't tie in with my personal beliefs and you know that doesn't work with how I think things should be done and this is how it is and you eventually get there you know you eventually get to the point where you can do things the way that you want to do them um you know if they're the right thing to do so um do you have a practice that you engage in in order to because when one when somebody is quite um a go-getter Mm-hmm. It, the mind can get really busy. Do you have anything that you've used to sort of quiet it down? Do you meditate? Do you do Pilates? Do you? No, <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I'm probably spending time with my dogs because you know they always say you know if you've got animals and you're stroking them that helps. Mm. But they they're they're probably my release from stuff because you know they are so simplistic in a lot of ways, but also very demanding in other ways you know they're, they're quite <laughs> attention seeking bless them yes um but I think that kind of thing you know going for a walk with them um you know I I get on really well with with Richard my fiance and you know we spend time together you know not lots and lots but we do take a bit of time out and that I've, I've just never got into things like meditating and exercising and all of that and I'm quite good at just being calm and you have a brilliant like I you have a brilliant aura about you like I'm really just I'm sort of very very comfortable yeah and I, I can imagine if you're lying on a treatment bed with you talking to me I would yeah I don't know I just always have been very calm so it takes a lot for me to get wound up and it takes even more for me then to lose my my rag or to to get into a thing I, I tend to work incredibly well under pressure. I mean, for instance, I had to do a talk about two months ago and the brief that they gave me wasn't quite right. So I turned up and obviously I'm a therapist, I'm not a doctor. And this talk was to, I think it was like 140 or 150 doctors and surgeons from around the world. And they basically said, like, it's kind of a casual thing, and there's, and there's a bit of this thing, you know, you don't need to do any PowerPoints or anything, just get up there. And there'll be a panel of you, there'll be a four of you up there. And anyway, so I turn up. I'm my temper on your behalf. <laughs> so I turn up. Everyone else had done a PowerPoint. And the panel that I was supposed to be on, apparently it all fell apart because um, one of the, the surgeons couldn't make it. He had to go off and do something with a patient and then the other two people did it so it ended up just being me stood in front of all these people with no panel no powerpoints no anything and I just had to um talk for 20 minutes and I was just like hi everyone <laughs> so I can mm. kind of I can kind of do it if I really have to I can do if someone had told me that's what was going to happen I probably would have had a nervous breakdown beforehand but when I'm there and I'm doing mm. stuff and actually, amazingly, and I, I, you know, I'm quite good at talking from the heart. So I actually got a really good response from what I did sort of say. And I explained to them, look, you know, obviously there's been a slight change in stuff. So I'm just going to kind of ad hoc and kind of make some stuff up for you. And if you've got any questions, just give 
And but a lot of people did come up to me afterwards and sort of say, "Wow, that was a really great. You're a really great speaker. That's a really great speaker." And I was just like, "I just talked nonsense for twenty minutes." I thank you. Did but wing it. <laughs> yeah, there was a bit of that. So I I've never felt that I've needed to do things like yoga and that, but maybe that's you know maybe I would be more efficient and stuff if I did. I don't know. Um, which is probably the way that... I had another a former guest, brilliant Alexia Hargrave, um, and she said, you know when you need it and you're drawn to the right thing. Mm. And I thought that was brilliant because it's so easy to think, I want to be like, I want to be as chilled as so-and-so. Or, but actually, if when it's right, the right thing, or sort of, even if it's reading a book. Yeah. Well, I had... Um, I've got a um, someone... She's a client of mine, but she's um, an amazing massage therapist... Um, but she doesn't actually do any massage on me. She's she's doing it on my my partner, and because he he's had a lot of injuries and stuff from previous sports stuff that he used to do, and she sort of said to me, she said, "Oh, Debbie, come in. I, I let me at least do something on you." And she worked on me for a couple of minutes, and she said, "Do you know what?" She said, "I would never ever do a full on massage on you because I think if I released that much tension in you, you would just break down." You, you actually need it. It's part of your, your keeping yourself together. Yeah. She said, you know, we'd have to just do really small bits <laughs> because it would just be too much because that is actually what holds you together and keeps you going. And to, to lose all of that would be too much. So that kind of made me go, ooh. That's that very me? interesting. Yeah, it was almost like you need to keep yourself in that kind of ongoing thing. But I don't particularly feel stressed most of the time. Um my skin I still get acne so my skin tends to break out when it's too much for me mm-hmm. um, so that's normally my my sign that I need to sort of take a step back and actually what I do is is readdress my diet and sleep stuff like that is mm-hmm. sort of I try and look after my body a little bit better so I'll kind of go okay actually yeah because I've been a bit more manic than normal mm-hmm. I have been the coffee's gone up a bit or the sugar levels you know I've been taking a bit more sugar to keep me going and right we need to that's what I need to get out of my system actually because my body doesn't like it um so yeah I, I kind of do pay attention to what I eat um so that in itself is a practice just because you're not on a unfurling a mat and putting plinky plonky music on doesn't mean it's not as yeah I think awareness I think awareness I think I'm quite good at being aware of my thing I'm one of these people that I really need my alone time so sometimes when I've been at work all day you know and obviously I'm one client after the other and then I'm dealing with you know all the staff and just generally people all around me I will go home and I will just take myself up to my bedroom and sort of just sit for an hour and I might be doing emails or I might be doing other stuff so I'm kind of working but I'm just in silence and I'm getting my thoughts together and stuff so I do that quite quite a bit is that in some ways because you feel like you absorb um a lot from the people that you see throughout the day and you just kind of need to yeah well part of um part of my holistic training that I did was a lot of energy work Mm. so it was sort of balancing and stuff so I was quite lucky that through that I I did actually learn how to protect myself energy wise and how to give people energy without them using my own energy which all sounds very you know, a little bit out there and no, stuff like that. But we are, so you know, scientifically proven we are all made out of energy. So, you know, there are definitely ways that we can manipulate that energy around us. So 
I kind of have do practice that on myself, and I guess maybe that is how I do yeah. balance myself out and stuff like that. So I'm I'm aware of of that kind of thing, and there are every day. So I mean, like I've got things at home. Like this is going right back to my my proper, <laughs> you know, alternative side and that. But you know, I've got things like my rune cards and my angel cards, and I um, do color therapy and stuff like that. But I don't do any of them on a regular basis. Just every now and then, I'll just think I just really feel like I want to do my rune cards, and I'll get them out and I'll do them for a couple of days and. You know, I take it all with a pinch of salt, though. So I kind of see what it's saying, and I'll go, "Well, that kind of makes it almost makes me think about things in a slightly different way, rather than actually giving me any, you know, concrete advice because you can't take it that way. It's yeah. sort of like, ah, okay, actually, maybe I need to think about it in a slightly different way. Oh, that makes a bit more sense. Okay, maybe that's why that's happening. So, and then I can use. It's almost making me behave in a slightly different mm. way for a short period, which allows me to deal with certain circumstances better. So. There's all of that as well. It's fascinating. Letting all my secrets out the back. <laughs> I love that. I absolutely love it. But I'm also aware that you are incredibly busy and I am taking up a lot of your time. So, uh, final thought. Yes. Is, what's next for Debbie Thomas? Um, I definitely think that I want to, um, and I want to continue expanding and find other ways of, of sharing my knowledge with people. So I'm looking at... Um, trying to do things like video blogs and stuff like that and um, I am very very fortunate um, that I have just had a um, been offered and had my first column in one of the big major magazines online so that hopefully is going to get the information out there a little bit more as well um, I definitely think next year I'm going to start seriously looking at product um, development because I'd really like to to have my own range, but I mean things like that can sometimes take a couple of years mm-hmm. to actually come about. But I've sort of planned that next year is when I'm going to start properly looking at it, so that I can see what I can actually achieve. Um, a little bit probably sooner, I've um, developed or come up with this concept of more of an express treatment offering, um, which is. Um, kind of my stuff but unfortunately a little bit more the choreographed sort of thing but very quick boosting treatments Mm. so these aren't where you go if you've got a serious skin issue or anything like that it's more like pre-party post-flight um you know weekly cleanse that kind of thing but boosting but still using my blending techniques Mm. so it will still be a little bit more interesting than a normal thing and i'll still be using advanced products and equipment so um, that's quite exciting and we're we're sort of getting to a point now where that's going to potentially become a, a a thing and I think that's something that then we'll be able to have lots of them and you know have them around the country and potentially around the world if that sort of works out the 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 my own personal brand I suppose what I do here now I would like there to be more options for this people are asking me to do things in other countries so we're looking at what we could potentially do again that won't affect too much what I'm doing here and if it's possible it might not be but these are all the things that are sort of coming at me mm-hmm. at the moment so there's lots going on but I definitely think information sharing is is something that I'm realizing I need to get on top of and and stuff because I've never blogged I've never video blogged I've never done any of that and I think um, that'd be a good place to start 
I shall be very excited to see all of that develop. Thank you so much for your time. It's been so fascinating. I've learned so much. My pleasure. Sorry, I do tend to talk quite a lot. Honestly, (laughs) you have the kind of voice. I might get you to leave some voice notes on my phone. Nice ones. (laughs) (laughs) Now go to sleep, Emma. You're very soothing. You can relax. (laughs) Turn the iPad off. Stop watching television in bed. That's what I yeah, need yeah, to I do. I could do voiceovers. Maybe that could be my side. Oh, yeah. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> but for now, thank you so much for having no, me. It's, it's, been, a, it's been a pleasure. It's a pleasure to see you. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to sign up for the regular newsletter, and why wouldn't you, just head over to emmagunawarder.com where you can fill out a few details and you'll get a regular update from me into your inbox. It's also where you can get in touch with the shows where if you want to drop me a message and ask me any questions just head over to my website. Thank you to everybody who's been rating me over on iTunes. It means the world. If you like what you hear, please do go over there, leave me a cheeky five-star review and let me know what you think. Thanks for listening. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.